Hi, this is Ryan, and thank you for joining us here on I Missed It. We want to hear your opinions, too. You can find us over on Twitter at I Missed It Pod. Let us know if you're watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer along with us, whether it's for the first time, like me, or the fifth time, like Brittany. This show would not exist as part of the Ghostlight Media Network without the support of our patrons. You can find the rest of the network shows over at ghostlightmedia.net. Please take a minute and rate and review this podcast and whatever podcatcher will let you. It really means a lot to us. That's all for now. Enjoy the show. Welcome to I Missed It, the podcast where we watch a show that one of us wanted to watch again and the other one missed entirely. I'm Ryan, and I missed it. I'm Brittany, and I have not. And we are on Buffy Season 1, Episode 6, The Pack, from 1997. The IMDb summary says, Xander, everyone's favorite, not my favorite, but Xander and several other students are possessed by the spirit of a demonic breed of hyenas. That wreck havoc at the high school. Um, that's a new one. Yes. Hyena possession. Was never done before and has not been done since. For a reason <laughs> has not been done since. I am torn right now, having just seen this episode. Um, because there were parts of it that I genuinely enjoyed. And there are parts I was like, oh, this is new. This feels like growth. This feels like character development. This feels like a show finding its footing. This is interesting and new lore. You've never seen a show do something quite like this. And then there were parts of this show where I was like, what the hell, Joss Whedon? What are you doing? (laughs) So I'm very torn. I really like this episode. I find it probably the most enjoyable of all the episodes that we've watched so far. Which is six. Which is six. And then the next episode is probably the best episode of season one. High praise. So how well did you remember this episode? Pretty well for the most part. I, there's random things that I forgot. Is this the first time that Buffy or Willow has talked about Willow's crush on Xander? I don't remember. I think it's the first time that they discussed it. Okay. Because there's the little scene at the towards the beginning where they talk about Willow's crush on Xander and they talk okay. about Angel and Buffy, will they, won't they, and it's very high school-y, crush-y. Mm-hmm. All of that's been implied before now. Yeah. I, this is the first time they come out and talk okay. about it. I couldn't remember if this was the actual first time that Willow's set straight up said that she's basically in love with Xander. My uh, very short experience with this series would agree with that. Okay. I don't remember them saying that, and I've only seen six episodes, so. Okay. Um, so I forgot I forgot that. I couldn't remember if that was the first time or if they'd said it before. Um, I also forgot that they had an actual pig. Yes, they did. Pig, pig escape, which I feel is very... 
90s high school. Yes, of course, they had an actual pig yeah. that they actually had on set, and they had to hold and feed and act with and against and dress. Sarah Michelle Gellar looked like she was having the time of her life with that pig, too. Nope. It felt like this was her best day <laughs> at Buffy so far, it was the day that she just held a pig. Yeah. Um, and that was, not a, that was not a teacup pig. Either. No, that but was it was a, baby. It was a baby, it yes, a baby. but it was a pig. Mm-hmm. It was not. It was not a, a like little a like t- teacup pig, mm-hmm. which is what you would have seen today. Yeah. You would have seen a purse size teacup pig mm-hmm. with a funny hat. No, it or was a coat or something. It was like it reminded me of like baby Wilbur from Charlotte's Web. Ah, this was Herbert. Yes, Herbert. I think they said his name's Herbert <laughs> it was the Herbert. Razorback. Yes. Move us into a very short segment. Uh, kind of had an angel sighting in that he was in the credits. They talk about him a lot this episode. Yeah, they talked about him multiple times. We never actually saw him outside of the credit montage, mm-hmm. but they mentioned him quite a bit. And Buffy still got his coat, so he's got to come back. I mean, the next episode is, is entitled Angel. But there's a show called Angel. Yes, but the next episode is literally entitled Angel. That's confusing and unnecessary. <laughs> come on, Joss Whedon. I'm pretty sure it was before they were like, we're going to give you your own show. Well, he is the most interesting character on this show He's so far. so interesting. But they've done a really good job of keeping it that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let me t- uh, move on to another segment, which is um, Joss Whedon works really hard to make you dislike Charisma Carpenter. Charisma Carpenter wasn't in this episode. Nope. Which I don't understand because the entire episode is about, hey, look at these awful people that we're going to literally turn into hyenas and they are going to uh, rip apart a pig and then a principal and eat them. We're going to do all of this. We can't make you dislike Cordelia more. I feel as though this episode had a missed opportunity of Xander getting all up in our business. I was waiting for it. Like, I was waiting for it because he got all up in Buffy's business twice or whatever. He essentially almost sexually assaulted her. Yeah, well, and then they made a joke about it, which you... (laughs) Buffy made that joke. It said the line about... uh, what and Willow said, "What happened?" As she's dragging Xander, he almost he almost was, went across almost, felony sexual assault or something like that. Yeah. But it was like a throwaway joke, and it's like, um, can't do that now. Mm-mm. But they could have very easily had a bit where Xander went after Cordelia that way, or Cordelia went after Xander that way, because. You know, it would have been very easily for it to be like, oh, he dresses differently, he looks different, yeah. and you know, they could have been made a line or a joke about, oh, he smells so much better today, and let that have been the thing that sent Cordelia after him. But they didn't. Mm-hmm. They worked so hard to make us not like Cordelia, and then they have a this episode, and then she's not even on screen. She doesn't mm-hmm. show up. It was very strange. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
All right, Nicholas Brandon. Nice acting chops. I got that. I got to say, I was impressed for most of it. It was very clearly a, all right, we're going to let this actor have this episode. Mm-hmm. And he pitched his voice down. He changed his tone. Um, yeah. And it worked. And he was able to be consistent with it. Which I didn't realize he did that until the end when he became Xander again. Yeah. 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 Because I had just fallen into it and it was what it was used to. And then at the end, he went back to his normal voice, which is higher. Yeah. But he was generally pretty good in this. Yeah. I was impressed. It was multidimensional. It was interesting. It was good. Mm-hmm. At least his performance, at least. Um Yes. Uh, so I don't know. So I I think it's very interesting, and we'll see what where Xander goes from here. Is where I'm at right now. Yeah, I have a couple more things that I forgot. Um, the hyena hearing, like when um, Buffy and Willow are sitting on top of the like balcony thing, and Xander comes and the pack or whatever come in. And you all, you see, like, zoom in on Xander and then, like, the hearing of what Willow and Buffy are saying. Yes. I never caught that before, and I liked it a lot. It was, that was interesting. I didn't expect them to do that. Um, It was a very nice touch. Mm -hmm. An episode filled with ups and downs. Yeah. My episode shout out for this has to go to whoever the sound designer was mm-hmm. for this episode because they put in some work the, between the hyena laughs and meshing it up with the acting actors uh, laughs and emoting and all of it. And it just was creepy, but blended seamlessly. And they had a lot of background music in this episode and it was very different and they were very clearly trying to do something and it worked so shout out sound designer for season one episode six i don't know who you are maybe i can find it i i even wrote down that hyena laugh so good so uncomfortable (laughs) so uncomfortable yes do you have a uh a specific shout out there we've already talked about sander but not not like actor wise um, mainly I like random '90s things, like that slow mo with the '90s music. Oh god! I actually oh, I loved boy. it so much. I was oh. like, this fits so well. It fit, and I hated it. It was so good. It fit, and I hated it so much. I was oh. like, that song is so good. It's it works so well. Like they started it, and it was working. And then it just kept going and going and going. And I was like, oh, God, this is this is what we get for not having that opening montage. Because that wasn't in it again. Yeah. But instead we get slow walk, emo, 90s music. Oh, man. Because they had to give all five of them their own moment. Yes. Oh, and the close-ups and the, and the angles. Close- and the yes. Oh, man. It was a really bad music video. They weren't even lip-syncing. Like I, it was to yeah. the point where I expected them to like uh, stare through the camera and start lip syncing to the audience. Mm-hmm. They didn't, thank God. Can we talk about the very poorly quarantined hyena exhibit? 
Yes. Right. Because eight people tried to sneak into the hyena exhibit and two got caught. <laughs> the last two. The last two. Two got caught because there was a very small closed sign, a couple of like sidewalk closed. Ca- the caution uh, and, tape. Yeah, the like, sidewalk closed uh, 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 like folding barricades that were very small and not even placed right. And there was a reflector like that you stick in the end of your driveway so the snowplow doesn't hit it and then like some caution tape and then they got further in and they knocked down more caution tape there was no fence there was no door there was no barricade there was nothing Mm -hmm. it was so bad and i get that at the end like the zookeepers in on it and all that stuff but he still wasn't like actively trying to infect the entire town (laughs) right like they were very specifically quarantined off so that he could do his whole ritual thing because he wanted it he didn't want anybody else to get it he wanted it yeah my god oh the poor quarantining was oh boy and that's the basis of the whole episode so it just drove me nuts because i like so much of the rest of it but it's all built on this poor foundation of Mm -hmm. yeah there was some caution tape and then teenagers were teenagers oops what giles said Boys will be boys. He's turned into a 16-year-old boy. Oh, no. Uh, so you're saying he's moody and he's changed his clothes and he started hanging out with more people? Oh, my God. I think he's turned into a 16-year-old boy. I think you have to kill him. Also, also weird, I can't say I disliked it, but it was really weird, mm-hmm. was the dodgeball game. Yeah. That felt super out of place. Like, well, the, the whole thing felt weird because they didn't speak. Like, it's not even that they didn't speak, but, like, nobody vocalized. Like, they didn't, like, there was no grunting or, like, sounding of exertion or... Which is new because that's all Buffy does anytime she does anything. <laughs> She yeah she has to fake uh, fake exert so that uh, her stunt double knows when to punch. Yeah, um, but do you work more closely in a high school environment than I do? Do they play dodgeball in PE anymore? Not to my knowledge. Are they allowed to? Not to my knowledge. No, they I mean, didn't when I was in high school. But even then, it was like we as students chose to do it, and our PE teacher was like, "Are you sure?" Mm-hmm. And he was like, if you don't want to play, you don't have to. I don't think they play dodgeball anymore. Like, I've seen them playing all sorts of other sports. Like, today they had frisbees out. But, like, dodgeball, I'm pretty sure now, because of all the bullying issues and whatnot, like, they're not allowed. Yeah, and, you know, the whole point of the game is to hit people with heavy balls. Like, it's not like like there's another course to this, right? It's not like football where you tackle, but there's a goal. Yeah. Right? You tackle the, the person. Goal with the goal is ball. hitting people yeah. with the ball. Yeah, the goal is to hit the people with the ball and that's it. General and the harder you can do it, the better you are at it. Like Yeah, because the harder you throw the ball, the more accurate it is. is right. So yeah, I don't think they play dodgeball in high schools I anymore. Think so. I don't know if it's been like officially banned or anything like that, but I think enough people were just like, Yeah, maybe we should not. Yeah. But it would certainly not be in the TV show, again, unless they were trying to make a bullying point. Yeah. Which is what they did. Kind of. They, they, like, made the bullying point with the same kid 
three times in the first like 15 minutes and then we never saw that kid again no i assumed honestly i assumed that he was gonna get eaten at some point i assumed they were gonna eat him and then they showed us uh herbert rip herbert they ate herbert and then they ate the principal which also Mm -hmm. shout out principal flutie for making it five and a half episodes great work you will be missed Yes, I forgot completely that Xander had nothing to do with Flutie. I thought that it was all five, all five of them. I completely forgot that he was too busy trying to sexually assault Buffy yes. during that time. I did want to say one more thing about the dodgeball. A gym class where they all have to wear the uh, school colors, Yeah, basically. I feel like that's pretty standard in like TV shows and movies. Though. Yeah, well, because it's a good way to establish the school colors, mm-hmm. and it works. However, their red and gold scheme is very Gryffindor. Yeah. It was very Gryffindor. And for whatever reason, Willow was wearing a long sleeve t-shirt that almost looked like a sweater. That looks almost exactly like some um, what uh, the Quidditch uniforms were for Gryffindor. Like it's it was a, yeah. like even like where the stripe was and the, and the stripe continuing onto her sleeve. It was almost exactly the same style. Theirs was more maroon than, like, red, right? Which one? Sunnydale? Sunnydale. Sunnydale was a little more maroon, I yeah. think. Almost more brown. Yeah. But the, the gold is really what sold yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was close enough that I immediately went, oh, that's interesting. Right. Obviously, there's no connection, but it was just interesting. Yeah. There's only so many color combinations in yeah. the world. Also, principle number one, check. Oh, good. <laughs> All right. Principle watch. Principal Flutie is currently the longest living principal at uh, five and a half episodes. Yes. We will see how long the next principal makes it. Uh, For the record, they said the vice principal is going to take over until a new principal can be found. And then they did make the joke of, how hard could it be to find a new principal? It won't be that hard. So obviously setting it up. Yeah, I truly don't remember how many principals they go through. I know who the last one is, and I'm pretty sure that he's there for a while. Okay. But I don't remember if there's one in between, or if it's right away him or not. Well, with Principal Flutie's death, it does make me think more about how they're handling death on this show. Mm Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is not the first time a character has died on this show already. Even if it's usually the throwaway characters or the um, the new character that is introduced in the episode and then is killed, this was the first time that I was like, "Oh gosh, that's gruesome." Yeah, even though it, they didn't show anything, there was no blood. There was no blood, but just the way it was the first time when we went, "Ooh, okay." It was like it was the first time that I was like, okay, yes, 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 yes. This is not just campy. This is not just, you know, oh, the vamp got stabbed and then special effects. It faded away. Um, it's it wasn't that. It was very tactfully done and very specifically done, and it worked. Mm-hmm. But now that it has worked, hopefully it continues to work. Yeah. 
they handle death like with characters very well. I think like if it makes sense for them for, for like Buffy or specific people to be genuinely upset, you actually see them grieve. Well, that's good. Which is nice considering there's a show that we watch on the CW that they don't let them do that. And it makes me so angry. Yeah. We will uh, we'll save our Flash opinions for <laughs> another show. But we have many of them. Internet. We have many of them. Oh my goodness. Yes. If we are going to the end of the episode, I really did forget about that really nice Giles and Xander moment. That was a good moment. That was really nice. Like, it was the first, like, moment of friendship between them. Yeah, I said it was, like, their first connection, which is, uh, like, as a teacher and somebody who works with kids, like, you remember that first moment that you, like, really connect and stuff, and I'm going to guess that that's... Especially when it's a kid that you didn't like. Yeah. Because Charles did not like Xander. No. As is evidenced by the, oh, he's a 16-year-old boy. Yeah. So it was it was a nice moment. And you I liked that they gave Anthony Stewart had that moment at the end to really sink into it. And be yeah. like, oh, this is that was a good moment. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guess what? I work with teenagers and I just had a connection with them and that's exciting. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of other things... Uh, like quickies that we got to shout out. Um, uh, the opening for the episode was strange and jarring. They didn't have that opening montage this time, and I think they needed it because otherwise they were jumping right into it, and you yeah. immediately had to pay close attention. And I don't think it worked. I think they need to set it up a little bit more and kind of let you ease into the world, even if it's just for 20 or 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. It just didn't quite work. The mean kids are just stereotypical mean kids. They worked very hard to make sure you knew that these are not good people oh, <laughs> before yeah. they became hyenas. Everybody just talked about how terrible they were as people. They had to do it for this episode because, you know, they killed the principal. Yeah. They ripped him apart and ate him. They yes. needed to not be good people. I understand that. But it felt like... They had the idea for the episode, and all of the good stuff in the episode that worked, they really worked on, and then they were like, oh, shoot, we need an opening. Oh, shoot, we need six more minutes, or something. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of filled it. Okay, and then I have three quick Buffy things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, um, I don't know why the director decided that Buffy needed to be actively chewing gum. I Yeah, in the 90s thing of chewing gum. Chewing gum, but with your mouth open so we can see that you're chewing gum. It happens in 90s TV shows and movies and stuff a lot. I hate it. So uh, yeah, much. it's gross. Uh, this was the first Buffy out- outfit that I went, what the heck? Because at the end of the show... Um, she's wearing, um, you know, just a t-shirt and a skirt 
and a black beanie. Oh, yeah. The one that doesn't even, like, cover her ears all the way. Yeah, the one that doesn't cover her ears. It it makes her look like a poorly dressed robber. It makes her look (laughs) like she found daddy's robbing clothes and decided to wear them. Like, she's playing dress up or something. Like, it did not work. It was weird. Also, you're in Southern California. Yeah, you don't need a hat. You don't need a hat, much less a beanie. Yeah. Willow had a skirt with a, with pockets. She did, because we got a close-up of that pocket. Yeah. Because she put the key in it, and we all needed to see it. Yeah. Um, and then they did a training montage for Buffy. Yeah. With Giles, which was good. They needed to do it. Um... But it was shot so weird. It felt like Sarah Michelle Geller was not ready to shoot a training montage. because So they had to have her shoot it, but then also had to have her stunt double shoot it as well. And they kept cutting between them Yeah, for the shot. So it was very abrupt and off-putting. Yeah, I felt like most of that, like, logically she should, could have done and should have been able to do. Yeah. Except for the double kick at the end. Yeah, which they could have cut or... Yeah. Or even, I mean, if you just have the one camera switch for that moment, mm-hmm. that's fine. You can do yeah. one, but the rest needs to be, like, let us see her do it. Mm-hmm. Not let us see you switch camera shots repeatedly constantly yeah that's pretty much it for this episode uh do you have anything else you want to talk about no we didn't rate it though oh we didn't rate it i was gonna give it a seven until i thought about the quarantine bit again and i can't get over it so i'm giving it a six and a half okay i'm probably gonna give it maybe like an eight eight ish okay uh strangely enough this episode on imdb is rated a 7.6 which is the same as last episode. Really? Yes. I like it better than the last episode. And now for our last segment, we get Ryan Predicts Poorly, in which I predict what will happen in the next episode. I predict that in episode 7... Well, I already know it's called Angel. Mm-hmm. Before I knew that, I was going to predict that we were going to get, like, angel monologues. But then I saw it was called Angel, so that feels like cheating now. <laughs> okay. Here's what I say. I think you could still predict that because we're, of it. We're going to get an angel. angel okay. Is. All right. All right. We'll, we'll specify then. We're, <laughs> we'll specify then. We will get an angel monologue. Of at least 30 seconds. I was going to say, any angel monologue is different than anybody else's monologue because he doesn't talk. That's fair. <laughs> he broods. He, he, he just broods and <laughs> stares, and that's just kind of it. That's kind of his whole thing. He broods and everyone else stares at him. <laughs> Welcome to being David Boreanaz. <laughs> it's working out for him so far. Well, that brings us to the end of episode six. Of I missed it. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brittany. And don't forget, please feed your hyenas correctly. I don't I don't know what correctly is, but <laughs> I've never met a hyena nor do I plan on it. Feed your hyenas. This has been a public service announcement from Ghost Lady. <laughs>
This has been a Ghostlight Media production.